Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome back, everybody. It's your girl, Sandra. Here today, as always, with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator. How you doing today, Claire? I'm doing good. It's, I mean, it's we're in this weird in-between stage. As everybody knows, this is really a weather podcast where um, the days are clearly getting shorter, right? Like, it's getting oh, yeah. darker sooner. You can feel it, but it's still kind of hot. So it's I like, know. is it summertime? Is it fall? Is it pumpkin spice? Is it yeah. T-shirt and shorts? What is it, Sandra? It's both. You know, it's yeah. like you got to wear your long sleeve with your shorts. Yeah. Or maybe you have to wear your... Or like you have like daytime versus nighttime. Yeah. Or you do well. your jeggings with your with your tank. <laughs> like it's it's a mix. It's a real are, mix. Y'all, are y'all pro pumpkin spice or anti pumpkin spice? Listen, I, I don't want to... too sweet for me. I can't lie. I, I, yeah. I don't want to start yeah. any drama here early on the <laughs> Why show. Why not? <laughs> but I'm, but I'm, a, I'm an absolute simp for Apple. Uh, I am truly someone who believes it's the superior of the fall flavors. Yeah. Um, I had a bit of a hot take earlier today. I threw it on Twitter. So people knew it was hot. I was like real first world problems, but like I was real disappointed in the fall menus for both Duncan and Starbucks. Mm. Duncan has a few apple drinks on there, or excuse me, Starbucks has a few apple drinks, but there's like absolutely zero for Duncan. I mean, no, no apple drinks. Yeah. No apple treats. Yeah. You know, and the two of them can quite frankly just go in the trash bin because there's absolutely no cranberry, which doesn't get enough love for yeah. me either. So, you know, never too early to talk about uh, fall takes as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's Thank like you. it's big fall vibes in NWSL too, right? It's like we're at the beginning of the end, which <sighs> is truly wild. It's uh, yeah, it's the uh, final stretch. There's literally a month. Of, uh, of games a month left. left yeah for the red star specifically we're, we're recording this coming live uh you know with everybody on september 2nd and the last uh game for chicago i believe is october 2nd so there's just uh yep there's just not a lot of time left in in the in the regular season and uh maybe we had started to allude uh allude to that a little bit like in the in the previous episode where um we were previewing uh, the game against Racing Louisville, how Chicago is still sort of navigating these these away matches and how sort of coming coming off of the, the more recent results that they've had that maybe this match against Racing didn't necessarily feel like a must win, right? We didn't frame it in that way, but we definitely came on here and we're like, look, man, it's pro sports. We're looking at this team on the calendar here, and this Chicago Red Stars team should go and beat that racing Louisville team. That was definitely an energy that we brought on the pod, and we leaned into it a little bit. And quite frankly, I'm glad we did because Chicago ended up going, taking that road trip to to Louisville, and walked away with like a they just stomped. They just stomped racing in this game. Yeah, I mean, results-wise, if we're starting with just the points, like the points ad- actually ended up being very important, right? Yeah. Because um, because Kansas City won and yeah. Angel City won. And so those teams that they're right on that bubble with also won this weekend. It's kind of funny. If you look at the – I think some people, and they're, they're cool to see, have done, you know, the graph of where everybody is on the table. And what we've seen for Chicago 
is a weird amount of steadiness in the last six weeks or so win or lose, <laughs> like they'll lose and they won't really dip and they'll win and they won't really go up. And so they are, I think, averaging out to have very similar results to the teams around them. And the wins are part of that, right? If they had lost, I think they'd be out of playoff position right now. So that's huge. It ended up being a yeah. really important three points. Um, and even more so, it definitely felt like, I mean, I'm not sure maybe in 2013, 2014, but to go from a 4-0 loss to a 4-0 win is like, yeah, you don't see that a ton. NWSL, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> this year, good Lord. <laughs> That's the energy, 100%. Yeah. I did have a similar thought, quite frankly, like for, for Chicago, because like is, you know, who doesn't love, who doesn't love some dingers, right? This is America. We love the home run and the touchdown. So it was like, okay. So they were like racking them up in, in this match against, against Louisville. And I did have a, like a similar passing thought where I was just like, you know, for a team that's had a couple of score lines with a four, on it and they've yeah. been on the losing end of it right. I believe they had 4-1 with Houston right and then they've got had that 4-0 loss against uh, uh courage I had it similar I was just like it's nice if the rest stars can maybe do that to somebody else yeah like I absolutely had that that feeling um uh, about it but um I think for me um you know in, the, in this game and having them sort of have um a really big performance like this is it's just how they kind of like really got that ball rolling early in, mm -hmm. in this match. I mean, you're talking about Mal Pugh just putting together a really stellar performance immediately mm -hmm. um, in this game. It took, it took the Red Stars about three minutes to get the goal scoring started. But, you know, I think maybe of all of the goals in, in this match, maybe this, this opening goal might've been my favorite just because it was really nice to kind of see that link up between Bianca St. George's and Mal Pugh to kind of go ahead and set the tone quite frankly with, with this racing side. Yeah. I, I asked Pugh about this a little bit at the end of, after the game, which I think we saw, obviously Louisville gave them some space. I think Louisville made some big mistakes in the way they rolled out. And even, you know, Kim Bjorkegren admitted that pretty much immediately after the match. But, um, so when someone like Pugh goes to CONCACAF W or BSG goes to CONCACAF W, like you're playing with your national team, right? And yeah. so you're building a certain speed of play and you're building connections with the national team. And then you come back within your club team and the pace is a little bit different and the approach is a little bit different. And you could just see coming back from CONCACAF how those final things were just not quite clicking. Obviously, Pugh also misses a, a game after CONCACAF. And I think, um, I think that BSG to Pew goal is this indicator of like, yes, Louisville gave them a ton of space. However, sure. Bianca St. George being able to see that space, hit that ball so nicely weighted, Pew hitting it on the outside of her foot to get that right, that really nice touch to set her up basically just right in front of goal and slot it into the back of the net those kinds of connections that felt very much to be like, okay, we've had yeah. a couple weeks since July and this yep. is finally like, Oh, they're back on the same page again, which is great. Yeah. That's exactly like how I felt a little yeah. bit, a bit too. I think, I think that's something that we've been speaking a little bit about during, well, now the month of August, cause it's September now, but mm -hmm. during August, we just like, we're wondering that a little bit. Like sometimes it takes 
players, especially players who balance club and country to mm-hmm. kind of maybe get reacclimated to things when they come back into, uh, in, into club play. And I think we, you know, BSG is, is a player that we kind of maybe saw a bit of that disjointedness, but you know, maybe, maybe Pew, it took a little while to get going, uh, as well. For Pew, I think it's the opposite problem. I think she's like, go, 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 go. And she thinks yeah. so quickly and she moves so quickly. And on the U.S. women's national team level, she can just go like full hilt. Whereas with the Red Stars, it's a little bit more of like check back and make sure they see where you're moving and just make sure that you're not. You know, I just think that the speed with which Chicago moves versus the U.S. right now is just completely different. And I think that she was just maybe moving a little too fast for her. Yeah, no, I think there have been some moments. There, yeah. were, there were definitely some moments um, where I think not just in this, in this game, but maybe even some of the other matches um, in August, perhaps that San Diego, that, that, that one zero loss to San Diego mm-hmm. might be maybe the, the best example where you can maybe kind of see some of the, fr- the frustration at times kind of set in, you know, in a, in a gamer like Pew, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of fast forwarding that to a match like this, where just you're playing a, sh- a struggling team mm-hmm. and you're noticing right away what they're giving you and yep. you're taking advantage of those things, you yep. know? And I think you could sort of see that in those games, uh, whether it's against racing, this recent game against racing or a game against, you know, Gotham are the bottom, uh, bottom table teams, quite frankly, where Chicago can maybe say like, this is one we can kind of, you know, go out and go out and take it to him. But in this game in particular, we're talking about a scoreline that had already ballooned to three zero. Yeah. Before the half hour mark even like hits. Right. And I think maybe to look at the Louisville side for a little bit, you see like Alex, uh, Alex, she did come out of this game. Mm-hmm. Like just like 10 minutes later, like after Nagasato records this brace um, in the span of like five minutes. And like Bjorka Grand just being like, well, let's just try something else here. Yeah. Like, let's just see like what's going on. And it like just it, you could just sort of see like two teams in very different areas and phases of their season mm-hmm. at the moment. It was almost as if like we saw Chicago being the team playing with that sense of urgency a bit, you know, versus, you know, Louisville that is like very clearly trying to just like make their way and navigate the remainder uh, of the season, which I think in certain aspects like that was also nice to see you know Mm -hmm. because this is about to this is it like this is the final stretch like we've heard countless times in the past from this red stars team and this culture around the players where it's like okay like the playoffs actually start now right like this is where it's at and this is where it's where we have to start kind of maybe like turning it on so kind of i don't know if i want to say that i know i'm not surprised that chicago went out here and, and got a win against Tracy, but I don't know if either of us could have anticipated that it was going to be like a four zero drubbing. Yeah. I mean, I think some of it is, some of it is game state, right? Like you get one really nice goal and then you hammer into quick set piece goals. Like that is, that's just a disaster game for the other team. Honestly, <laughs> um, maybe mentally the first goal goes in and you are still sort of reeling from that. And then really just really nice delivery from Pew and really nice touches from, from Nagasato, especially that second goal, that she scored just kind of by sort of nudging it with the with the back of her foot to get it on frame. Just really lovely, nicely done. Um, and but nothing like too special, right? Just very direct, just like bam, bam, ball in the back of the net. Um, and then yeah, I think at that point Louisville was just trying to get to halftime without giving up more. Um, yeah. and then they but obviously they made they made and they did <laughs> and they made some adjustments in the second half that put Chicago on their heels a little bit. But like I think I, I mentioned this. 
um, in the piece I wrote this week, which is also with that three back. And I do think it was also very significant that Tatum Malazzo was okay. Yeah. I think the team got very lucky there. Um, the, if you score first, the three back works a lot better ultimately because it's really, it is set up to protect it's, it's set up to chase a, a lead, but also really protect a lead when you can. And so we've seen in the past, in the last couple of last two months or so, or the last six weeks, teams not allow Chicago that space to get in behind and score first. And then that subsequent pressure on the back three becomes a problem. And so I thought that there was a certain element of confidence that the defense was playing with as well. And I think it came from the offense. Yeah, no, I feel you a hundred percent on that. I, I, I think maybe like, we're not really talking about this, this, this later goal, just cause I don't know if I'm it's not ready yet, but like Yuki Nagasato, like, should we, should we talk about yeah. uh, her specifically uh, in this match? I mean, player coming back to, to the red stars and the production obviously has looked a little bit different um from you know performances that we've seen from Yuki in, in the past with with the Red Stars and to sort of like you know see her be able to get out here and technically speaking this is a former club of hers and NWSL and go out there and and kind of get a get a brace um against racing I thought was like really nice it appeared to be very very special for for her just sort of like um maybe perhaps like her explaining as well like kind of like via her social media that like throwing up the two was like because she actually wanted two beers not one you know like if she went out there and got a goal like she was owed a beer and and now she got two goals so it means it's actually two beers in instead so happy to see that but um well I would say for Yuki as well, I was more thrilled about the assist that she actually oh, got God. in the second half. I think yeah. that that was the one where you're like, that's Yuki yeah. Nagasato, baby. You and know? That, and that, and yeah. talking about the fourth goal, I'm like, that's yeah. actually, it's like, okay, so Pew, nail another one, yeah. right? It's like, cool. Like, Mal Pew has been, she's been doing that. She's yeah. been with the Red Star. She's been coming out here and scoring goals, right? But being, a, being able to see Nagasato kind of be that, that linking, that link, you know, that sort of collaborative player that you know we know she's you know capable of being i thought was you know equally important um on that goal as well but just not a lot of answers for for louisville on on their side of things i mean they even tried to like make another adjustment like at halftime like trying to bring in uh you know jessica mcdonald but maybe now is a good time uh lawrence if you want to pull up some of the uh maps here maybe we should start with the, the pass network first yeah, here's Chicago's. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, you can see the monster games that Nagasato had. <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also significant. Just look at look at the the orange that we're seeing from Malazzo and Kowalski. I think that they just were progressing the ball really well. Um, they weren't actually using the wing backs as much. Um, and as you can see, Hill, I mean, Hill had to move around a little bit, so that's why her placement is a little bit odd. But um, yeah, just good distribution, I think, outside. And then we, in addition to that, we saw a number of good ball distribution moments from the inside of that midfield. And I think that that is something that we haven't always seen. So that was exciting to see. Yeah, right on. I, I would imagine like if you look at something like this and you sort of, you see like Malazzo's circle or if you see like Di Bernardo's circle or if you just see like the, the lines between like a Nagasato and, and a Pew, that's, uh, that's some good stuff. Like that's like the uh, that's the like legitimate data that you look at and you're like you know what I think I could put money 
on the Chicago mm -hmm. Red Stars. It looks real good. And if you're the betting type, just know that uh, PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 o'clock Chicago time. So please sign up for PointsBet now using code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. You can download the points by, uh, points by app today and use code CHEO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Uh, yeah, I mean, you don't look, you don't want to get too high on your own supply, right? Like, that's it, it's it's nice sure. to see the Red Stars. It's one game, you know. Yeah, it's nice to see the Red Stars go out there and uh, get a big old dub like this, you know, against you know, a struggling bottom table team, bottom half team. Um, but it's one game. Right. And I, but I also think that that kind of goes in line with, you know, with Chicago's whole mantra that it's always been during this time of the season where it's just like you can only take it one game at a time, take the next game in front of you and then the next game after that. Right. But um, the schedule is a little bit different right now. So there is no immediate uh, Red Stars game that's going to be taking place after this, this Louisville game. So it's like, you have this massive win. You probably have a ton of momentum coming out uh, of this game, um, you know, energy, enthusiasm, et cetera. But uh, you don't have that immediate game to sort of roll, roll into, right? Like to sort of, you don't have that immediate game to say like, cool, we're going to build on this next week. Next week right. is actually two weeks out, you know? So what's happening right now is this international break. And we wanted to take the time to maybe talk about this a little bit and sort of bridge these two things together because the Red Stars still have um, a, a road game when, when they do come back um, to NWSL play, which will be against, I believe it's all rain uh, mm -hmm. coming up. And, and then they have a three game week coming in, back. In, yeah. yeah, in the meantime, we're gonna see, uh, you know, Mallory Pugh, Alyssa Nair are, are off on, U.S. Women's National Team duty. They, they have a pair of friendlies that are going to be playing uh, against Nigeria, and then we've got uh, BSG. Bianca St. George is going to be spending time with uh, with Canada, and they're going to face off against uh, Australia. They're going so, all the way to Australia. Yeah, it's a, it's a lengthy trip here, you know, yeah. for 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 BSG in Canada. So I'm, I'm a little curious, like if we want to maybe keep an eye on the radar ahead as well, because in October. The United States women's national team have a pretty lengthy trip then as well. They're going to be heading to Europe mm -hmm. to have a couple of friendlies in October as well. One of which is going to be against England. Right. Um, and, a, and a team, another team that's going to be announced later, they said, but hasn't been announced uh, just yet. But, but here we are. We got one month left for the Red Stars calendar season. And arguably like three very important players to their club to their starting 11 um are going to be in and out a, a bit um and we just we're talking about making that transition out of july into august and kind of seeing that payoff come very late yeah in the month and i'm a little curious is you know how are things going to look for the red stars in this final month yeah this has been an interesting year in that regard i think because traditionally we think of these years in between major tournaments as these are the club years. You spend a little bit more time with your club. Um, obviously CONCACAF W changing its format, I think changed that a little bit. Um, though obviously that was a very, it was a quick tournament and the part of it was in that international break. But 
I think it has felt a little bit like Pew's been in and out. And I actually even want to go back to the concussion that she suffered at the beginning of the regular season where she was out for, I think, three games and then – or maybe four. I don't remember exactly. So she was out for a couple games. It was like some of Challenge Cup and some of – Some of regular season, right? And then she comes – I think maybe the first two games of regular season. That feels right. And then she comes back in, does really, really well. She's scoring a lot. Then leaves for CONCACAF, comes back. It's a little bit of an adjustment period back. I think, again, also for BSG, and it's hard to discount just how important BSG is to the Red Stars attack. Like, she was a key integral piece of what they were doing at the beginning of the season to get those results. Now she's getting back into her groove. She's going to go play with Canada, as we saw in CONCACAF. I'm not entirely sure how much she's going to play. We have another disruption here. This one's going to be shorter, right? It's not this kind of extended camp the way that we saw um in july but it's a factor i do think that it's going to be something that the team's going to have to weather a little bit even just not getting to have as much training time with those players because what we saw in this louisville game is how good it can be when they're on the same page but they don't really have the benefit with only five games left to not be on the same page especially in the attack because they're running out of time i mean they're not really being given the time to build that momentum and they're also opposite of last year they're not they're playing very differently and it does require that connectivity it's not just like oh we can go out here and be really compact and really focused it's like no we actually have to connect and I think that's a more difficult thing to do so no big alarm bells but it it is a concern I think for everybody this this in and out with these international periods because you know, this next World Cup has just come up real quick. And yeah. it all of these international breaks from now until next June are going to be a, a big deal. Yeah, I mean, let, let's just, like, play hypotheticals here. Like, it's it's September. World Cup is, is next summer. You've got, what, eight-ish <laughs> months, maybe, yeah. you know, of um, of, of prep time in, in the buildup to the roster being named and then heading off to to go compete for for a world cup it's it's not a lot a lot of time and because of that it just sort of feels like a lot of things might feel kind of accelerated if you're a player like you know nayer or or pew or bsg or even like a tanda davidson right who's rehabbing her way back you know from from that ACL. Yeah, she has to be at about the six-month mark now. Which, yeah, doing yeah. small touches probably, yeah. you know, just sort of how, how that stuff goes. Um, but it, I am I am kind of curious. It, it is something I think that we are going to be keeping an eye on for yeah. this Red Stars team, especially just sort of, you know, like with their place in the standings right now on that table, you know, kind of really just – hanging out in that sixth place you see there with 26 points yeah let's do um, let's let's do a little bit of like uh standingsography here like so yeah. it's tight right we've still only yeah. got five points between first and sixth um san diego i mean at this point i actually kind of like them for the shield i think that yeah. they've got an, a better run in than some other teams including the fact that they're going to get a boost from sort of moving into their permanent home in the yep. middle of september i think that they've done just enough to clinch i really do um i do too but houston kansas city i think that the red stars i think those are catchable team not catchable but just obviously they'll be the red stars will be playing kansas city 
Um, and they will also be playing the dash one more time before the end of the season. So those are going to be really crucial in terms of getting the results. And then Angel City, they also play. So the Red Stars mm -hmm. have a couple games that they really need to, at the very least, not lose yeah. to maintain this. Because we've talked about this before, right? Underneath Angel City, you've got Orlando. Not all of these teams can make the playoffs, and they're all going to be making that push. Mm -hmm. And again, you look at like uh, Chicago's history going to the West Coast. I don't know what happens in that OL Rain game. They've played well in Cheney Field before. Lumen's a little bit of a different monster. Um, so it's going to be it's stressful, I think, for Red <laughs> Stars fans, but hopefully exciting, right? Yeah, I hope it's I hope it's exciting. I, I'm I'm with you on uh, on San Diego. It's like yeah, they're gonna they're gonna lose somebody like like an Alex Morgan, a Naomi Girma, um in between those moments. But they've uh, they've done a good job in, in the past of sort of navigating things in in the absence of those players. And I just think with the games remaining, you know, even if they maybe split some things like a like a a win loss draw kind of energy like that's going to be enough for yeah. them to sort of um you know claim claim that that shield. I think that win over Portland last weekend was a very, it might have it might have really game. propelled them yeah. to 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 start really being to start talking the talk yeah. you know mm -hmm. it's like they've been walking the walk yeah but now you can actually talk some of that talk because you've been walking the walk so yeah. I uh, I would love to see it for sure um it's a great storyline you know what I mean but on the other side of that for Chicago it's like you kind of look at the table in front of you and say you know it's like it was about it's like a five-point swing here like do we want to try to chase the shield like what right. is this going to look like you know and that's great energy to have if you're a if you're a pro athlete you're a competitor you're going to want to try to to do that you oh, know but, yeah um, man Chicago so just at yeah just to get like you. a full rundown they play the rain kansas yep. city houston portland and angel city every single game in this run-in is against a playoff a competitor. playoff team yeah. yeah so i think like maybe now present day more present day more than ever like that whole like age old red stars mantra of like yeah like final month of the regular season playoff starts now let's yeah. go like perhaps now more than ever like that is actually truly the reality uh, for for this team, um, I think maybe you have to shift to that a little bit mm -hmm. or lean into that a little bit more versus that mentality of like, oh, you can only take one game at a time and what's mm -hmm. in front of you. It's like you kind of got to start making this transition, yeah, uh, you know, to, to that to that latter one on the spectrum. And um, I'm curious to see what it looks like, what it feels like, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, you know, just because again, we've been talking about how this team has uh, maybe struggled a bit, you know, with with this uh, availability report players coming on players coming off well, well, one one thing up. to follow on that I'm right like setting is, setting you up. Yeah. yeah yeah is i'm sorry i don't want to steal your say you want to no, go for it not. i'm teeing you up buddy okay no. yeah is uh morgan Gatra made the bench last weekend which is i think a really exciting Progress. development um yeah this has been a long slow process of morgan Gatra. um with her her calf injury and i've said this a million times i that it is true when the team says calf everybody knows what else is working down there right it the calf is very close to the achilles you have tendons you can sometimes have plantar fascia get become an issue there are nerve endings down there god knows god knows what the long road has been 
back from for Morgan Gatra, and it does seem like there were moments where she had some serious setbacks. Yeah, and we just I think the the team, the player, just really hoping that this is the the comeback that's for real. Um, and that would be really great to see as well. Cause it's like, kind of like a secret superpower for the team, right? It's like, Ooh, yeah. you think that we're one thing, but what if we have Morgan Gatra? you know? Yeah, no, honestly, I mean, we're thinking it right. Yeah. We're paying attention to it. We're watching it. And and I think that goes with, maybe it goes in line a little bit. What we've been talking about with, with players like, like pure BSG sort of maybe needing the time to, to get reintegrated back in, into, into the team. I would imagine with, somebody like Gitra, like yeah. missing most of, of the season, that's also, that's equally true for, yeah. for her. But um, I think even if you got, you know, Morgan Gitra that down the stretch of the final s- remainder of the season can give you yeah, there it is. what 60 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Like, can you imagine a Morgan Gitra available for a good solid 60 minutes, um, you know, against a Portland Thorn side? Yeah. You know? I mean, It'd be away. huge. I'm like away. Yeah. <laughs> park, you know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that in a, and I was having this thought as we were talking and, and this was actually something that Alyssa Nair said this week as well is the Red Stars have been very streaky over the last six, seven weeks, which is that like, they're not drawing anymore. They started the season um, with like, you get some tough points, right? Like tough point against Portland, tough point against North Carolina, like that unbeaten streak, which was this mixture of draws and wins and sometimes in playoffs, you don't actually want that. Sometimes you do want to be pushing for like all or nothing. I think that there's a, a philosophy that runs with that. But I think a player like Gatra is the kind of player that can like save you a point if yeah. you if you need that, right? Whether it's in just controlling the run of play or shoring things up defensively, it makes it less do or die every time you run out on the pitch. And I think against some of these teams, that's going to be huge because we have this magic number issue with all of these games, which is that it's not a three point swing. It's a six point swing win or lose, which can work in Chicago's favor, obviously, or can really work against them. So if they, if they have, they've got five games left, they might lose two of them, but you have to then make sure that the other three you win. Yep. And I think that that is a, a difficult thing because it's not only we talk about this every year. It's not just about building your points. It's about taking points away from from your opponent. And with all of these games, that element is going to be important now yep. because but however, because Chicago is already above the playoff line, they can afford to get some draws. They can afford to shut some things down. But you need those kinds of those veteran players to be able to do that for you. You might say that it's only what you need. Is it? Only wins you need. There you go. <laughs> the only like wins that. you need is only what you need. Owen. Owen, this stands for only what you need. It's a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition, that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. Uh, and Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com, L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20, plant-based protein. More and more want- people are going going plant-based, more more athletes, you know? Actually, this is, this is true. This it's is like just true. true. I, do, I do wonder if maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe because not everyone's getting 
time off, right? We're we're talking about how some of these players are going for international duty, but mm-hmm. I do I do wonder if perhaps these extra days will will be helpful for what some would of these players, you know, yeah. with, with this sort of you know, with this game against all rain kind of, you know, lurking in, in the near future here. I'm thinking about like you know, player like um you know, like Aaron Wright, who found mm-hmm. herself quickly back back on that that injury report. Yeah. You know, once more. You know, obviously we saw Tatum Malazzo come on back. Um Sarah Luber, hopefully. Sarah Luber yeah. is obviously is picked up a knock, apparently. Um mm-hmm. Chelsea Darber, a player that we're still looking yeah. to see possibly build some minutes. You know, they they made this signing for a player who I think is featured in two games. Yeah this year for um a handful of minutes that right. hasn't been um uh, what i would consider you know impactful uh minutes um so i just i just wonder if this time may, could be you know a little bit of a final blessing in disguise for for some players on this roster before they have to really kind of just step back. Yeah, it is. It is interesting, right? That there's like, there's this international break and then there's the five games and there's another international break and then the playoffs. Like that's a little bit fast and furious. It feels like, um, but it's just the nature. I mean, this happens every year. I mean, we remember in 2019 when um, Sam Kerr and I think, um, oh gosh, one of the other Australians, and I forget who it was, stayed they actually a lot the of minutes. Well, yeah. they stayed in the States for that international break before playoffs. They didn't go. Yeah. And so you you do have players making those choices, but that was right after a World Cup. So it's a little bit different before a World Cup. I don't think anybody's turning turning call-ups down. So I think the the priorities are a little bit different as well. They should be. Um, so I mean, maybe like this is a good chance to to switch over. Like I've been thinking about this a little bit because of the sky, actually. Um, so the sky, everybody knows what's going on with the sky. They're in the semifinals. They're tied one, one, but they keep getting snubbed for individual awards. Like Ugh, they, they, they didn't get the all defense. No one was on the all two all defensive teams. Um, they got two votes for sixth player, but that was almost, uh, unanimous, uh, for Brianna Jones. Um, they, who knows what's going to happen for all WNBA. I would hope they'd have some play on, but I've had this thought where I was like, man, this has been a really good season from them. And it's going to be like, unless they win the title, it's going to be completely for nice. Yeah. Like you're going to look at the individual awards from the season and be like, Oh, Chicago must not have been that good, but yeah. Um, and it's just simply not true. So yeah. I want to switch it over to the red stars. Cause I yeah. think with that, with the pew two goals, she was like kind of slipping in that MVP race, right? Like, um, yeah. she was at six goals. She was at uh three assists, which obviously is not bad, but now she's at eight goals and five assists. Yeah. Probably not going to catch golden boot, but is she an MVP finalist to you, Sandra? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Mal Pugh like as part of the finalists. Once again, we saw her there last year and she had less under her belt. Yeah. Right? I think right. it was like six and four. Right. I think, you know, in, in uh, her, her debut season with, with the red stars. And I don't know how you go from a season like that and to a season like this, where you sort of amplify and crank up your production mm-hmm. and not, you know, get a sniff at, at that award. Um, I don't know if she's going to be the winner. I think there's there's players who are there's a lot of really are legitimate contenders in front of her, but it typically boils down to about five finalists. Yeah, um, to, to to vote for at the end of the season. And I think if you you're kind of looking at saying like, okay, here's a handful mm-hmm. of finalists, I think that you have a case for Pew. A lot of times when I'm doing my voting or I'm thinking about stuff like that, like I 
break it down to like a number of things like yeah of course i'm looking at production and stuff like that for a player and what they provide for their team but also like what does that mean if you take them away from that specific team right a and then b for me the other thing is um you know is this player somebody that any one of the bottom half table teams would make a move for immediately. Right. And I think the answer is at hundred percent, like right. you're looking at uh, any of the bottom half table teams, if they would make a move for somebody like a Mal Pugh, hundred percent, they would do it. Um, and uh, if you take Mal Pugh away from the Chicago Red Stars in this very important final month of the season, I think you're saying, uh Oh, yeah, like pretty loudly, right. quite frankly. So it, it matches like all of those three of the criteria well, and, and, and for I, me. And I also just think again, I think she provides a different look for MVP, right? Because yeah. as we can see here, she's she's in the top four for goals scored, but also um, top three for assists, which is not something that anybody else in that goal scoring list can say. And so I think that when you look at her as a playmaker, like you said, it's kind of ramping up what she did last season. Yeah. Like I said, it's a different look for MVP, yeah. and I don't think it's necessarily supported by some of the other – if it was a year like last year, I'd say yeah. absolutely, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it's not. We're seeing some more um, clear-cut – I do think, think it's going to – Things have leveled themselves out a bit. In yeah, and I think it's going to go to a striker, and I think it's going to go to oh, one yeah. of the strikers that that is in that final golden boot race. Um, yeah. So then, like, next question. Not been an amazing year for defense in the NWSL, no. which is exciting. In a way. Yeah. Tatum Malazzo, legit defender of the year contender, though, right? Um, listen, I think if the Red Stars are in the top four right now versus yeah. having fallen to a sixth place position for several weeks now, there's a little bit of a different conversation around Tatum Malazzo. Really? You think four versus six makes a difference? I do, because I, I think that, uh, you know, no disrespect to, you know, our colleagues in, in the space, but, you know, Claire, I remember in, in 2019, when we had, oh, I see what you're saying. Not for you, but just for like whether she gets and, the recognition. I see yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, okay. you and I had to do a lot yeah. of yelling yeah. online yeah. and in our work about the fact that Casey Short, right, came out and turned her like World Cup snub, yeah, into like a ridiculous club campaign. Yeah, you know, and she ended up not not getting that accolade. Um, and uh, it was even that was also considered a snub. And it was such a snub that yeah. Becky Sovereign had to come out and say right. that it was insane um, that she didn't get it. So, yeah. you know, I um, I not to compare Kruger and Malazzo. Right. Uh, but I do think that your team's place mm -hmm. you know, in, in the standings yeah. or across the league. Yeah. Um, has a has a effect yeah. on on individual awards and it sucks but it's just simply true and we see yeah. that like in general in professional sports my god like we started talking about uh, awards right now with the fact that you have the chicago sky not named for any defensive positions you right. know which is weird because they are gonna they it's the opposite effect for them right like they are they they were largely in first place for the entirety they of the tied season. for best record in the whole league they they ended up the number two seed overall they had an, an excellent record and yeah. yet right and number yet, two seed but like I, i'm always just like it was the same record as vegas and yet, yeah, yeah, and yet. Right. you know i remember you and i going to cover uh an nwsl champions final we chatted a bit with abby erseg mm -hmm. 
And she made a really great point because they, of course, the Courage at the time had defeated the Chicago Red Stars to go to another championship final. Mm -hmm. And the same same record, different day, right? But it was cool to talk to her about having to go through Chicago, having Mm -hmm. to go through Chicago to go to another championship final and to talk about Nagasato specifically, Mm -hmm. who had had a great season even then. Yeah. Wasn't getting recognition. I believe the recognition that she got that year was a second team i think it was second team it yeah. was the only recognition she got it was the best second team yeah and she said she said a lot of people aren't going to pay attention to that until they have to pay attention to it and the yeah. next year people absolutely had to pay attention because you were talking about an eight and eight you know eight goals yeah. eight eight, eight assists like nagasato yeah. was everywhere and people were like oh like yuki nagasato is an amazing player and then you have people who cover the team locally and we're just sitting here like yeah we know yeah you know so i think with with there's a little bit of that with Tatum Malazzo. i think yeah. she had a bit of a breakout season last year for this team, yet for some reason was not viewed as a legitimate contender for rookie of the year um, because of the season that that Trinity Rodman was having. And because yeah. of, you know, maybe a season that like Emily Fox was having for racing, she was not viewed as like maybe someone to, to be a legi- legitimate runner, front runner for rookie of the year. Unfortunate, right? right? This team ends up going all the way to the final. Yeah. So here we are in her sophomore season. Yeah. And with the exception of being subbed out of that previous match, she had mostly been on pace to perhaps be Chicago's Iron Woman mm-hmm. this year. Um, that's no longer something she can obtain. Yeah, I think it's Morris. I think Morris. Yeah. yeah, she's absolutely been an integral piece of the Chicago yeah. Red Star. Well, she's also if, if the NWSL had an MIP award, I would say that she. Oh also yeah, would, would and be maybe a this is a good good moment well. to maybe try to say like you know what they should inc- start including yeah like an MIP award because I've been thinking yeah. about them like there's actually a number of players. Who deserve this recognition year. for that? Yeah. Who could right. probably contend for an MIP award. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you add an additional award, that means you add, you know, bonuses and things like that. So I'm sure yeah, that yeah. those conversations have to be had um, by people with, with power to do that. But, um, yeah, 100%. Um, and it's wild to even think that it's considered like a like perhaps it's maybe like a, an MIP performance because she's going from like, again, like having to slot yeah. in for rookie season, you know, most improved. Oh, most improved player. You pop yeah. up. It means most improved player. Um, and you see that, I think uh, you, you've seen that in, in, in other leagues and stuff like that. So, or, or maybe they refer to it as like the sixth man, you know, like in NBA or stuff like that. So um, just sort of seeing her like go from, you know, this, you know, going from a season where it's like you could could have had like deer and a lot of deer and headlights kind of moment, and yeah. but still like really kind of take control of that in her in her first season, and then kind of come into the second season, and it's sort of there's also the argument it's like oh well is it really like in most improver she just like continuing like her development quite frankly, yeah. right. um, you know in in these types of roles uh, for Chicago, but I think there's a there's a lot there to to look at, point at, be proud of, you know I think. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she racks up team awards. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if she'll actually yeah. be on the list of any finalists for uh, NWSL league, like individual uh, awards. Um, but, you know, best defender or defender of the year is going to be real, real interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know? obviously, and it was mentioned in the comments, there's a front runner. There's a clear front runner, I think, for oh, yeah. defensive player of the year. But I also think it's interesting because Gurma is also a rookie of the year front runner, though I think yeah. ultimately maybe that goes to Oregon. I think it's going to start. I think things are going to start swinging themselves. Yeah. Like maybe I, I will, Gurma gets defender, but not rookie, which is kind of a fascinating. Which is thought. funny. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty established um, yeah. award. But yeah. I, um, you know, I just am like, <sighs> the thing for me, 
is it's funny because of how like rookie of the year has sort of found itself shaking out towards mm-hmm. towards the end of this season here. Um, because Chicago is is literally a team with like what five to seven rookies on, yeah. on their roster. Right. I think and I said this early in the season is like they should all get just the, like a the, collective. The idea, yeah. the the thing that the thing that's like frustrating me in my brain because I know you and I are all over the place. We're probably getting our awards pieces ready. You know what I mean? It's just like, we're just getting in the zone. It's end of season. So it's just like, what is grinding my gears a bit is like that I am aware of this fact, right? As someone who is local to Chicago, who covers the Red Stars with you, like Mm -hmm. and has done so for X amount of years, right? Just like how these things are going to shake out. And it's, the fact that Chicago may not have one of their rookies as a finalist yeah. for rookie of the year is that is already upsetting me. <laughs> you know, it's already baffling to me, but I mean, maybe, you know, that's obviously, but it's maybe, just, it's also just such a strong rookie class. It's all, you know? Know, I was say, like, maybe yeah. that's just means that it's just like, listen, right. the rookie class this year just really came out. Yeah. It's some amazing things. Yeah. For you know, for pumpkin spice, yeah, exactly. It's pumpkin spice and award season. I it's love actually it. it's like film. Fe- it's film festival season too. It it's is. like it truly is. Like we're getting, we're doing awards, we're doing culture, we're doing sweaters, we're doing lattes, we're doing yeah. all of it. Yeah. Speaking of good stuff, you should probably put in your body, Claire. Oh yeah, right. This is like maybe the opposite of pumpkin spice, <laughs> or this opens this opens up the possibility of pumpkin spice later in your day is athletic greens what is athletic greens it is 75 it well it's well with one delicious scoop you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging all the things you put what what do you think it would taste like to put your athletic greens into a into a lot like a smooth like a pumpkin spice smoothie be kind of like you know i think it would just be overpowered by the pumpkin pumpkin is i just, think it would right yeah pumpkin spice is just that kind yeah. of season maybe like it'll just like once you put a little bit of it in yeah. anything it's like bam that's yeah. what it tastes like you know it's like there's it's not it's not it's not gonna taste like like anything else but uh but pumpkin spice but yeah, uh, yeah maybe a little bit of uh owen maybe a little bit of yeah right greens. just sort of mix and match uh, your athletic greens and oh yeah and, which you know, the rest you know the rest should do as, as it says in in the read it costs you less than three dollars a day <laughs> it is cheaper than your cold brew habit which means that it is absolutely cheaper than your pumpkin spice latte habit just bring me back the apple cider donuts man i know <laughs> man i feel bad now the fact I know, that i was so like bad jeez yeah. uh before we close out claire we got to show some love to vanessa di bernardo we're talking a little bit about the awards and yeah um, john brought that up which is is a good it's a good point yeah. yeah yeah uh we uh not too long ago i think it was during that angel city game i was like man what is what is vanessa di bernardo got to do to start getting some some love, start getting mm-hmm. some recognition, you know, respect on the TL, quite frankly. Um, I think I threw out some numbers and some stats at the time. You know, she was leading midfielders, you know, on the Red Stars in a number of areas. And um, she's a nine-year veteran of the league and is doing all of these performances in an entirely new position that's been asked of her while on on the Red Stars, you know, all with one team. It's um, At the time, I would said, like, long shot kind of MVP, but really, I, I really mean like long, long, long shot just because of the, again, the some of the other individual performances that are out there. Um, 
but I, but you know, again, if we're looking at just team awards, you know, maybe like maybe she's she's someone that is um considered for some some red star specific um awards, but yeah, no, of course, oh, captain, my captain, gotta absolutely shout out and pay um, you know, the I respects think, to yeah, 150 I, caps, all with the red stars. This was again something that I kind of wrote about this week. I think the story of this season is hard to, and we talked about this in the last couple of weeks during that losing is like yeah. the losing period, not like quite a streak, but you know, the losses. Um, where what like what is the story of this season? What are the expectations of this season? What is the arc of this season? And we're always trying to figure that out, right? And I think unfortunately, in a lot of ways, it does depend on where it lands. If they land outside of playoffs it becomes more of a conversation about maybe the front office and what yeah. they didn't do to support the team. If they land inside of playoffs, I do think that a big part of this story is the veterans that are still there and are still available. So you look at like Nair, Wright, DiBernardo, Colaprico, Gatra. I really want to include Gatra because yeah. I think she's been there day in and day out, just even though she cannot play. Um, Davidson has also been in market a lot this season to try oh, yeah. to help because they know that that's necessary and important, right? Yep. Um, and I think it what they have done this season in in new roles, in communicating clearly with their teammates in a new system, and just even committing physically to what this season has become for them is that's the story. It's definitely about some young ballers coming in and doing a great job, but you don't get that much buy-in. You look at some place like Louisville and they're struggling to integrate yeah. that kind of young talent. And it, it takes a, a steady hand in a coaching staff, but I just, I think that these veterans have really done something pretty incredible this season. And I hope that they are at least rewarded. We're, I think we've already seen, yeah. They're probably not going to be rewarded with a ton of individual awards. Like Di Bernardo has not made team of the month uh, this season yet. Yeah. I don't think. Um, nope. And, and yet I, so you at least want it to be like, I really don't want this to be the first team that falls out of playoffs. I just yeah. really don't. Cause I don't think that the players on the pitch deserve that. And so, yeah. I'm invested. I guess that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm invested you know, in these yeah, last five we, games. Yeah. Listen, we yeah. set it up in the beginning yeah. of this year. We said we're not going in with any expectations yeah. uh, upon this team. It's not fair to the young players and first-year players who are coming in. And it's really not fair to the players who have been here a very, very long time. Right. But here we are, September, the final yeah. month of the season, and we are that. We've yeah. gone from no expectations to it, where the very least – we are, uh, you know, humbly invested yeah, yes, exactly. sure. <laughs> into, into the, uh, the end. Right. It's result. like you're, you're watching and you go, uh Oh, I want something. Yeah. It's like, oh right. no, I care so much and want so many good things for yeah. them. So that's where we are right now. No preview, obviously, uh, in, in this one, uh, tune into the U S women's national team games. I'm sure we'll have some things to say about that mm -hmm. next week when we do have to preview all rain, talk a little bit about the international window. Thank you all so much for joining us today on Chicago, or excuse me, CHGO Red Stars podcast. We appreciate everybody. Like whenever you come through and hang out with us live and, and participate in the chat and talk about, you know, pumpkin spice and, and Chicago Red Stars and all the above, it's always a good time on Fridays here. So just want to know that the best way for you to support us is with a CHGO membership. And the best way to, uh, to do that is head on over to allchgo.com and sign up for one. You get access to podcasts, live shows on every single Chicago team every day. You get mm -hmm. some post-game shows. You get access to premium rating content for members. 
writing by Claire at allchgo.com. You get a t-shirt when you become a member and access to the members only discord, the CHGO lounge. So sign on up for a CHGO membership and everybody come back and join us next week. And we'll be talking about all things Chicago Red Stars. Peace.